Today's episode, I'm really excited about because I am going to talk about the six empty nester roles that keep us stuck. Well, not all of them. One doesn't, but five of the six keep us stuck in a life that we are settling for. And it's something I'm very passionate about and I like to teach. And I am teaching it. In fact, it's going to be part embedded in my upcoming free training series called Awaken Your Inner Spark. Because a lot of this, we're asleep to. We're just not aware of it. And so understanding the role you're playing is step one to breaking through the fog we're in, honestly, that we're allowing ourselves to live a life of mediocrity, wanting more, but talking ourselves out of it. And I want you to have a better life. And I, we're all a work in progress. I don't have all the answers, but that's why I dedicate myself to personal development. And I'm always constantly growing. And I, when I learn something, I want to share it. And these identities are, are identities I came up with. They're roles that I realized through myself playing them in the past and through working with my students who I see playing them. And once they are aware of the behaviors that are associated with the roles they're playing, then they can change it. And they can elevate to a role that actually takes them to a non-mediocre life, to the life that they desire that they don't even know they want. That's what a lot of us do. We don't even know what we want because we're so busy living in the mediocrity and accepting it. So I'm going to go over these six roles. I do have a quiz, so you might even have taken the quiz. And I love it when I hear from people who have taken the quiz. And Somebody just commented on the quiz a couple days ago, and she wrote, you nailed it. And I love it when people get awareness from taking that quiz. And then they can understand, okay, at least what's the next little baby step I need to take. So after listening to these six roles, if you haven't taken my quiz, you can either take it by going to, I think it's uh, notyouraveragegrandma.com slash quiz or empty nester quiz, it might be. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, the link in the show notes, so you can get the right one. Uh, But I'm also going to be sharing it in the upcoming training. And I'm going to be going in detail about these roles and talking about other blocks that are happening. Even once you identify these roles, there are other blocks. And I talk about how to make those blocks visible. Training two is all about making the invisible visible. So I'm very excited to bring this training. I'm always doing these free trainings. Well, I do them. I don't say always, but every like three times a year. And I am always, what I always am doing is making them better, tweaking them. And so I've tweaked the title and I've rearranged some stuff and added some new stuff. And so I'm always trying to make it better. So it will shift more in the participants who are taking it. Uh, And I get lots of great comments. So I know it does shift. And so if that's something you're feeling that you're needing, that you're, you are perhaps living a mediocre life and trying to convince yourself you're not, and you should be happy with what you have. Well, if you have those feelings, even if they're intermittent, 
they're valid. So stop denying yourself a better life, a happier life, a more fulfilled life. And so that this episode is specific about learning what these six, six uh, roles are, but at a high level, because I don't want to spend a lot of time. I do that in my training. And if you're interested in the training, you can sign up at notyouraveragegrandma.com slash awaken. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So let's get to the roles so you can learn what they are right now. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. The six empty nester roles that are keeping us stuck. Well, five. Like I said, there's five. And there's a sixth one that uh, we all want to strive to be. And so I'll go over these uh, fairly quickly, because uh, like I said, I'm doing a training. And if you're more interested in that, you can sign up for the training. Uh, but yeah, these uh, are, I say empty nester roles, but they really are more than just empty nester roles. Uh, I say empty nester because that was, uh, you know, I was in an empty nester stage when I, I got the awareness that I was stuck and that I was living a mediocre life. And when, once I moved into the sixth role, which I'll talk about in a second, once I moved into that sixth role, which uh, what was not a stuck role, and I started to go after what I really wanted to do and change a career, change uh, the things, understanding what fulfilled me deep inside and actually stop suppressing it and went after it guess what? Then all this, these identities came to me because what I was passionate about was helping people once I was unstuck, get unstuck. See, a lot of times our passion and our purpose comes from our experience. And we think, oh, we made mistakes. We think, oh, our past defines us. And, and then we have regrets about it, wishing we had done things differently. And really criticizing ourselves when in fact we are wiser for it and what we learned can help other people in some way, shape, or form. And just having that awareness is life-changing because when you have awareness, your ideas start to come to you. You start to receive ideas. It's a gift to you once you have awareness, what role you're in, what you're struggling with, and that 
there, you don't have to stay there. And so once I got out of that place, the, the creativity started to come and I started to realize, oh my gosh, there's patterns here. The other people play these roles. It's not just me. We get stuck and we, most of us who are empty nesters recognize it. We know something's wrong once our kids leave. And it's not to say that people who aren't empty nesters don't recognize it too, but I'm just speaking from the place I was at and I was an empty nester. And so a lot of people can relate to me when I use the empty nester terminology as, as part of my story. And a lot of us who are empty nesters think our kids were our purpose. And so when we lose that, we think that's it. That, that keeps us stuck. That thinking keeps us stuck. And we think well, there's no options. And so just being aware of that is helpful. But if you can't relate to the empty nester term, don't let that stop you. Because if you're feeling stuck, and honestly, it's mostly when we get to midlife. It's just that at midlife, or maybe a little thereafter, since some people have kids later, but it's that transitional point when you're kind of moving into a new chapter, a new stage of life, and you start to examine where you are and perhaps why you're not as happy as you thought you'd be at that point. So that's why I use empty nester, just to, to frame that in case you don't have kids. Uh, if you're, if you're feeling it, if you're feeling the, some, some, uh, what it, I, I call it the thoughts of what if, or is this all there is? What if things were different? What if I had another job? What if my kids were still here? What if I could go back in time? And then the, is this all there is, is just that feeling of looking at what you don't have that you desire. But you, you it, it, like I said, you don't even probably know what you desire. It's just that you know that it isn't what you're doing that where you are in life is not when you get to the end of your life and look back where you wanted to stay or be. Meaning, is this all there is? If you're thinking that, you'll end up with regrets. And so this, 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 this mini training that I'm going to do right now that and and the the broader deeper dive that I do in my upcoming free training series awaken your inner spark the identity that you're walking around with and operating from the role you're playing in life has so much to do with the actions you're taking or not taking and so let's let's learn Let's start by learning and gaining awareness. You might see yourself in one of these roles off the bat, but my quiz will tell you which one you are. And I do get asked the question that sometimes somebody will get one and they'll think they're more the other. And, 
you know, your gut honestly knows. <laughs> Quizzes aren't the end all. It, your gut knows. And sometimes you are operating and switching between two different roles. So at work, you might be one role. And when you're at home, you might be another role. Or on the weekends, you might play a different role. We're, we're playing multiple roles. And we are good multitaskers too. So usually us women. And we're doing all the things. So when you, 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 if you're multitasking on several things, you're probably switching roles. But a role of a mother, a role of a wife, a role of a daughter, a role of a sibling, grandmother, th these those are all roles we play. Worker, employee, boss, neighbor, these are all different kinds of roles. So number one role, and like I said, there's six, five are stuck, and the sixth is, is not stuck, is the one that we strive to be. So I'm going to go over these in order that I have them listed on in my notes here. And, and it's really kind of the order in which, uh, it, it, I well, let me say this. The first one is probably the worst one. I'll say that and I'll explain in a second. And the last one is the best one. The ones in between, they all have different aspects of being stuck. I wouldn't say one's lower or higher than the other. They're kind of all even. But a lot of times people ask, well, do, do I have to move to the next role in order? Is it like a sequential journey upward? And it's no, it's not. It's not. You can jump from one to six very, very quickly. All right. And there's two aspects. Before I get to the roles, there's two main aspects that affect us in a way that you need to shift. So these two main aspects, there's a lot of things and behaviors associated with these roles, but there's two main aspects that really impact your happiness. And so those two aspects I talk about in my training, but what I'll tell you they are is, and I'll give a little bit more color around it in my training, but how you treat time, because when you're stuck, you mistreat time in many ways, and how fulfilled you are, the feeling that you're fulfilled, and how you treat time is different depending on the roles. But I go into that in detail. I'm not going to do it here because I, I don't want to spend an hour here when I, I'm doing an hour training. So if you want to do the training, uh, I'd love to have you. All right. So scared settler is role number one. Uh, so scared settler, I played this role. I know this role very well. I was stuck, I would say, in the scared settler role for, I know, at least three years of when I knew I needed to change my life drastically, but I was too scared. And I just sat there in limbo, not wanting to rock the boat, not wanting to upset the apple cart. And I just got more unhappy and more unhappy and got more upset with myself for not being happy. Like, why am I not happy? I have the fancy cars. I have the big house. I have the great job that pays a lot of money. I have the nice husband, kids that are successful in, in, in college at the time when I started this three-year journey of 
being a scared settler. But yeah, I was scared and I was settling. So the scared settler is really too scared to do anything. No, she needs to do something probably. And I have a lot of people who take my quiz are scared settlers. And, and hopefully you're the scared settler who is on the verge of being ready to take action. But there is a long period of inaction that precedes that action. And usually it comes to terms with, I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. I don't want to wake up on my deathbed and realize I didn't do the things that I wanted to do, or I didn't take action on the thing. I just stayed in inaction. And that usually is what drives the initial action. And this doesn't have to be drastic action. A scared settler can simply take action by signing up for a free training, listening to a podcast, tuning in to somebody that motivates them and inspires them. But it's positive action towards change. Change. It's not action of calling up a girlfriend and complaining. Not that kind of action. Not the kind of action of turning on a TV or scrolling social media. Unless you're actually watching a positive video. It's inspiring you to take further action. So that's a scared settler. Busy doer. And the busy doer is busy, 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 busy. Busy bee. Busy bee. Very, very proud of that was me too. I was a busy bee at work. And often my work spilled into my my home life, workaholic. So if you're a workaholic, you're probably a busy doer. And the problem with the busy doer is that behavior suppresses your desires. You have no time to think about your desires. You have no time to think about what is preventing you, what change you need to make. In fact, your busyness might be, you might be intentionally, your subconscious intentionally suppressing the fact that you need to make a change. But the busy doer is typically exhausted. But also is, remember the multitasker word I said? Prides herself on being a multitasker. I wore that as a badge. I can do it all, all the things. But yet, everything that I wanted, that I didn't even know I wanted, was being suppressed by my busyness. So the next one is overwhelmed winger. And this is one that I didn't have when I originally did the quiz, but I saw and I knew there was a role in behaviors that weren't being covered in the original five that I did. And then I finally, after helping people and actually talking about the behaviors in my program, the second half spark school, I was like, this is the, uh, there is another role here. And, and believe it or not, this is the second highest that people get scared settlers. Number one, number two is overwhelmed winger. So an overwhelmed winger is somebody who wings her way through life and she's overwhelmed by it, but she does nothing about it because she likes spontaneity and she prides herself on spontaneity. But to some extent, you can, you can still be spontaneous, but you need to set your priorities. You need to set boundaries and you need to say no to people. And you need to say yes to the right things. And you just have to uh, do some, a little planning. People think planning's a bad word, 
but um, you're overwhelmed because you're not focused. And when you're focused on what's important and what needs to be done and understand that you can still be spontaneous in the process, then that's where you shift. So knowing you're an overwhelmed winger and why is key to the awakening that you need. The next is distracted dreamer. This is one that I never was. I, I say I was like all the roles, but this one I wasn't, but I recognize it. And I recognize it because in a way I wish I was this because I would probably would have moved faster. The distracted dreamer are the ones that are really, really ready to shift. Uh, but they just don't know how to shift. But they have the knowledge of a dream, which most of the others don't have any of that knowledge yet because it's being suppressed. But the distracted dreamer has dreams, but she just think, doesn't think she can have the dreams. And so she's very distracted by her dreams because she thinks about them a lot, but she dismisses them a lot. And it distracts her from the, the passion that she deserves. It distracts her from moving forward and finding the passion she deserves. The fulfillment. One of those aspects. And, and as far as time, I'll tell you, I'll give you a little clue with her. She wastes time dreaming because she's not acting on it. She was acting on it wouldn't be a waste of time. But it, 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 I will say she is doing the right thing by dreaming while the others aren't doing enough of that. And then the last stuck role, the fifth of the, of the five stuck roles is organized planner. And the funny thing about the organized planner, and I love her because I was her too at work. This was me at work. I was, I was a busy doer, but I, this, this was like where I, I, I told you, you can like do have two roles and you kind of switch in back and forth. But I had an aspect of me of the organized planner because I planned, I had my priority list. I had my to-do list. I even went to the Franklin Covey class to learn how to organize your to-dos and how you have an A, you have an A group, a B group, and a C group, and then you number within those groups and C's or they can wait till later and A's or you got to do them today. And I mean, I knew I had all that. I loved it. I had my Franklin planner book. I was, I was the planner. Uh, and if you looked up me a picture up in the dictionary, that was a movie with my little Franklin Covey book. We even had a Franklin Covey store in the mall that was by my house. And I loved going there. And an organized planner does love to go to stores and look at the planners and, and uh, often will buy, a, try out a few uh, and get the one that she likes the best. So I did that, but I actually invented my own after several didn't work for me. Uh, but that's another whole story. But the organized planner has a false sense of fulfillment because she gets like an adrenaline hit from doing the planning. That makes her feel good to check things off a list. And she feels, unlike the overwhelmed winger, she feels very focused, doesn't feel overwhelmed because she has a plan. 
But the problem is with her, she's, it's a false sense of fulfillment because she's working on the wrong things. She doesn't have the right things on her list. Now, they might be the right things for her job, but is her job what really fulfills her? For most of us, no, it's not. What's outside the job? If you happen to have a job you love and fulfills you, it's like your purpose. Fantastic. You're, you're, you probably have organized planner aspects, but you don't make the mistakes of the organized planner. You don't fill your to-do list with things that don't f- fulfill you, with things that are other people's priorities. That's what they are, other people's priorities. Being unaware of what matters to you and your priorities. And so coming up with your list is so, so important. It's like if you took these stuck people and kind of combined them, (laughs) there'd be aspects that would be good, right? Like the overwhelmed winger, being spontaneous. An organized planner is less spontaneous, might even not like spontaneity. So there's, there's positive aspects, but the behaviors, the stuck behaviors are keeping these keeping you, if you're playing these roles, stuck. They are watering down the positive behaviors. And can't they can't blossom. How's that for analogy? And the sixth, the the sixth role that we want to get to, all of us, should, I say should because um, hey, if you want to accept a, a mediocre life, that's, a, that's you. That's on you. You go ahead. <laughs> but we, the reason we should strive to be the sixth role is because when we light up, the world around us lights up. Our light shines on the people around us. And then the people around us become like night gnats or whatever those things are. You know how the little bugs come and attract on the porch light at night? They're so annoying in the summer. I have to keep my light off when I go to let my dog out. If I have the light on, it's like I get attacked by bugs. But when you show up as this sixth role in life, that's what people do. You, you become like this magnet because you are showing your best version and that's attractive. And I, it's attractive to, especially the people that you align with, that you, that you, uh, uh, the like-minded tribe, they find you, they find your light. So the sixth role is sparked soul. Because when you're sparked, you're connected to your soul. And that's part of the work. And that's part of the awareness is to reconnect with who you really are. That soul that came here and inhabited this body, we are disconnected from that soul by being stuck. So that's why we should strive to be a spark soul. And I call it specifically a spark second half soul because I'm speaking to the people the empty nesters, 
the women who have gotten to the place where they're heading into the next chapter and they're thinking about the rest of my life. How do I want to spend the rest of my life? Is it this way? I hope now you're at the hell no stage if you're feeling that your life is a little average. And are you still trying to convince yourself that that's okay? You have more than somebody else? Well, yeah, you, you, you probably do have more than somebody else. But you can have more and not feel guilty about it. And that's one of the problems is too much guilt that we have, we carry with us as, as mothers and, and, and children of, like, if you're a child, like, like I am of a mother who's in assisted living, it's tough. We feel guilty when we're living our life and we're not spending time at the assisted living home. But you should still want more for yourself. And there's no guilt in that. There should be no guilt in that. There should be guilt in accepting mediocre. Because that's what you're showing is okay to your children and to the people that you love that are watching you. Whether you like it or not, you are a role model. When we get to this age, we are role models. Whether we have kids or not, we're role models. People look at us. They think, oh, I either want to be that when I get older or I don't want to be that. And I want to be in the former category, not the latter category. So how you are operating day to day, the behaviors that you carry with you, there's all associated with a role you're playing, an identity that you are living from. And the good news is that we can change that. We can't change who we are inside. But the problem is, is that we're living misaligned with who that person is, for the most part. If you're stuck, you're not aligned with a person who you're supposed to be. So you're not even like showing up in the identity you're supposed to, the true identity of who you are. And that's what I dig into a lot in my training. We, we start with the understanding of like, what is the problem? Why are we stuck? Well, one of the reasons is these roles and the behaviors associated with them but there's other blocks. So what are these other blocks? And what is it we really want? We know we're stuck, but then we question, what is it then? Maybe if I knew what I wanted, then I would be a little bit more motivated to get unstuck. But how do I know what I want? How do I know what that is? How do I get to that feeling? And we talk about that. You get a lot of clarity. I, I actually even do a visualization, a visualization that is pretty cool. A lot of people get a lot of insight in that part of the training. So if this resonates, uh, I think that the training that I'm doing upcoming, uh, 
the when this airs, the registration won't be open yet, but there is a wait list. So notyouraveragegrandma.com slash awaken. And uh, you can get on the wait list and you'll be the first to know when the registration opens. So the actual training is going to be May 30th, 31st, and June 1st, three days. Uh, it's going to be a pre-recorded video. In the past, I've done live. And this time I'm not doing lives. And I, speaking of overwhelmed wingers, <laughs> that's if you're a busy doer, overwhelmed winger, you're likely going to sign up and then not attend. So warning to you, busy doers and overwhelmed wingers, put it on your calendar. Don't miss it. Life-changing. Seriously. You're going to learn stuff that's going to really shift you so you can move out of these roles and or at least start recognizing when you fall into those roles. I still fall into the busy doer role, but I know it when I do it and I correct it quickly. These are habits, we've patterns that we've developed. So that is what's happening. I in the past I've had a Facebook group and I'm not doing that because I think that creates more overwhelm. So I'm really thinking about how can I get this training out to people in an in a, a way that doesn't overwhelm and a way that can fit into their busy schedule. And so that's that's my tactic. That's the format. And I think it's going to be amazing. And we'll still have ways to interact. I'm still going to do a live Q&A with the, the participants. So that'll be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it and and doing this in a different way than I've done in the past. So I hope I see you there if you are feeling like this could help you. See you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark Second Half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.